0: Recording now. More live on Facebook. Share in group. Group name. Coaches host engaging in profitable virtual summits. Private group. Next. It says preparing. I'm not sure if you see that or not. You should be able to see when it goes live.
1: Yeah, I just saw. I just had a um, a note in Zoom saying you're recording, but I haven't seen anything else for the Facebook part.
0: I'm gonna push the button now. Go okay. live. Go live. Setting up your meeting for Facebook Live. It says live on Facebook. That's what we needed. I see that too. Hooray! <laughs> so. I am here with John Moore. I met John Moore in a AirMeet uh, event. I can't tell you the name of the event. I just know that we hung out in the lounge for a really long time. He gave great information. And John, please tell the good people about yourself.
1: <laughs> great. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, so I'm John Moore. I run a small business called The Asset. Uh, I sort of bill myself as the digital digital communications consultant because it's the most vague title that I could uh, come up with. Um, I really like, uh, I I always sort of uh, describe myself as a jack of all trades, master of some, so that there's a large number of things. I have my fingers in a lot of pots of paint, so to speak, Uh, and then there's a few things that I'm really good at. So it really helps uh, people that are interested in learning from me sort of get started Across a wide swath of different domains, and then get stuck into some more detailed stuff as it uh, as it comes up.
0: All right, what do you what would you say that you're uh, really good at, or what are you great at? Yeah,
1: awesome question. Um, I think that um, something that uh, I've always uh, proud uh, prided myself in is just being really good at listening. It's not a skill that people often. Um, Advertise about themselves. You know, they say, "Oh, I'm really good at SaaS, or I'm really good at SEO, or I'm really good at web design." Um, I think that, that that promoting yourself to saying you're you know you're good at listening and you're good at understanding what customers want, putting yourself in their shoes and seeing seeing the frustrations that they're having from their eyes makes you more uniquely positioned to build the content that they actually want. So many people. Uh, that run courses or offer training or offer offer services. They're they're sort of guessing what people want rather than asking people what they want. And uh, so so when one of the one of the services when I was first getting started in in helping people virtually, for example, instead of saying to someone, sign up for you know, my portal, my learning portal, where you get access to thousands of videos or hundreds of videos, sort of a generic videos about how to do various things. Instead, I said, you know, how about you just let me know what you want to do this month, and I'll build a few videos for you around those, around those tools, or around those processes. So then, you know, you're basically getting access to customized content and customized learning.
0: I like that. Sounds like a really good service. <laughs> so, um, before we came on to Facebook, you were telling me about uh, hosting an event in AirMeet. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah.
1: So uh, I've been sort of sporadically, I think, sort of extrapolate a little on, on the on the, the virtual uh, event space. Um, I got started in the virtual event space a couple of years ago, you know, early, early 2020 uh, with helping a local university here to run an event that. I've always been involved with on a volunteer basis uh, in the accessibility space, uh, Carleton University here in in Ottawa, Canada. And so I ran their event for them, and that sort of opened the floodgates to me learning just how many platforms were being released uh, for running events in, and Carleton actually saw the value in what I had done and contracted me for five months to evaluate over 70 different platforms to find, to sort of compare them to figure out which ones would be the best for, the, for, for, different, um, uh, for different needs. And that was when I started getting into investing in various platforms like Eventy for mobile or Airmeet. And I was looking to do some events outside of Zoom. Zoom is great for meetings, but once you get into the webinar, size of things, hundreds of people attending, you're all of a sudden having to pay huge monthly fees to get people in and Facebook, I'm sorry, and, and zoom doesn't make it easy for you to just pay for a month at a time, even though they give you the option to do that Uh, they're, they're very, they're just, the platform is not very good in terms of, you know, you ask them to cancel and uh, they don't cancel it or you, anyway, it's, it's a, it's not a great platform. They've, They've grown really quickly and they, they're not really sure what to do. So, AirMeet, I think, is a really unique platform in that it gives it gives uh, people the opportunity to have uh, virtual tables. Um, most other platforms that you, you attend for virtual events, it's very much a, you feel like you're there alone. You know, I mean, there's a chat bar on the side and you can sort of type to people, but if there's 150 people in the chat or 250 or 1,000 people in the chat, you know, you can't have any conversations there at all. So it's basically kind of like you driving a little bubble into a, uh, into a meeting room and, and it's just got a little window where you can see the speaker. You can sort of hear people around you but you can't interact with them uh, very easily at all. And uh, so you sort of consume the content and then leave and you, you don't really get any of that socialization aspect that you get from live events. And so I think AirMeet is a bit unique in that they do offer the option to have uh, tables that you can sit at, uh, you can turn your camera on and you can chat with people. And uh, Erica and I both uh, agreed uh, when we met uh, in our last AirMeet and in the chat, the the preamble we had before this this live event uh, that we're doing now, that we both love going to these networking, these events, not to actually consume the content from the speakers, but to, just to network and to meet new people and to to grow our networks. Um, it's true. I, I, and I wanna say that what's actually kind of interesting, I think about, um, I, I just had a meeting before this one uh, with someone in, in Scotland who teaches how to use LinkedIn to, to, to grow your brand. And uh, and, and, and one of the things that I, I let her know is that whenever I add someone to LinkedIn, uh, I send them a message immediately and book a quick half hour, hour long exploratory chat conversation video. We're not, I'm not trying to sell them my product. I just want to get to know who they are. And if people don't book that up or it gets canceled a few times and I can sort of see they're not really interested in making half an hour for me, half an hour of time for me, I'll just remove them from my network. Um, I I really want to make sure that my network is very genuine and the people that I have there are people that I can recommend to someone else because I've talked to them in person. And so AirMeet sort of operates as a way to have that conversation without having to book it later, you know? So like, for example, at the tables we had at at the last event where we met, you and I had got to have our preamble around a number of other people. Uh, and so you have all these conversations happening organically. And then you already know what these people are about. You've already sensed their energy. You can already see whether they're a good fit and a genuine person. And you can just add them directly to LinkedIn without having to, to schedule those. So I think that's where AirMeet really excels. Yeah.
0: Another thing I liked about AirMeet, that event we were at, the lounge didn't close. I was in that lounge until um, about ten o'clock that night. Right. And I got on about maybe two or four o'clock. So yeah, the lounge is great.
1: Yeah, and and even in the event that I'm, you know, the event that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm looking at running um, at the end of March uh, called Pivot Fest, um, it, which is basically for to allow people to share stories of success. From 2020, I think in 2020, in 2020, and also in 2021 already, people have people love to sort of, uh, you know, misery loves company, right? Everyone was sort of feeling down about the kind of uh, stuff that they were doing. Everyone was uh, commiserating together that it was a miserable year, and we just couldn't wait for it to 2020 to be over and 2021 to start. And now this year's off to a slow start, so we we wanted to flip that on its head. We wanted to go and, and and identify people like, I mean, like myself, I had a huge amount of, of growth uh, in what I do in my business in, in 2020 and 2021, because I saw the need, uh, I identified what the, what the needs were very, very quickly and, were able, and was able to sort of cater my, my and pivot and cater some of, my, some of my, my services to help people virtualize and to help people um, be successful Uh, virtually online and to automate a lot of their, their, their SaaS products. Uh, So, so I, I think that, yeah, so the event event that I'm, that I'm running basically allows people to share their successes and to sort of uh, also offer some workshops for people to talk a little bit about uh, how to emulate those successes in 2021 and to be more successful online.
0: Okay. So, um, you got the workshops going and we both talked about, um, the lounge and how we like to network. Will you have, will you provide any, uh, networking before, uh, people go to the lounge or would you like give them some kind of tips of how to network or how to form JV partners or something like that? Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, great question. Um, I, so there's a couple different things. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, if you're running your own event. um, if you're selling, if you're selling tickets, if you're if you're getting people in, whatever way you're doing it, um, I think that opening the opening the room early, and giving people the the ability to sort of mingle in advance um, allows you to provide a bit more value for your speakers. As as you said, Erica, um, you know when you go to an event, you spend all your time in the lounge. I mean. I guess the speakers don't care whether you're there or not, but um, you know, if a speaker only sees there's 25 people in the room because there's 180 people out in the networking lounge, you know, it can, it can be a little demoralizing to them. Uh, so I think that offering some, um, offering some, some, a significant some 45 minutes even to an hour of networking ahead of schedule to let people who, who wanna get there just to network to sort of get that out of their system and then see, and then also keep your, your speaker session short. Uh, originally we were going to do 45 minute chats with 15 minute questions, and we've now completely reversed that. And we're doing 20 minute talks with 10 minute questions. So that, you know, if if you are someone like you or me who, who's just there to network, um, you know, you can take a 20-minute break to, you know, put yourself on mute uh, and to sort of consume content and and, and have a coffee and just sort of take a bit of a mental break and then get back to the networking without feeling like you've missed a huge chunk of, of opportunities.
0: Will you allow your speakers to brand the tables uh, before uh, in that um, that open session? And hang uh, yeah. by the lounge also?
1: Yeah, so what, I'm, what we're doing is we're giving all of our speakers uh, sponsorship booths uh, for free. So, I mean, we have a couple sponsors that are not talking, that are not speakers, but what we've done is we basically, as a sort of a way to give back to the speakers, and, and also as a way to sort of promote, a bit of a clever way to keep them around. Uh, you know, you find often you go to a, a Zoom webinar um, or, or another platform that doesn't have that, that element of networking, the speakers do their piece, they log off, and you never see them again. Um, so by, by giving them a sponsorship booth that they can use to promote their own content, to share special deals with, or, or just to, to sort of you know um, have a place where people can go to them. Uh, we, we've basically given all of our speakers a, a sponsor booth. Uh, and then also, of course, still ask them to, uh, to stick around and, and network with people in the rooms. But by giving them the sponsor booths, it allows people that are interested in them to sit down at their table without waiting for a spot to free up. All right. If you're in a networking group and there's eight, eight, uh, let, let's say you go to a networking group and Bill Gates is there to present, uh, if there's eight slots at that table and he's taking up one of those slots, there's never going to be a free, a free seat for you. Right. So if you use, you can use the sponsorship booths as a way to allow and, and, you know, almost unlimited visitors to be able to engage with you because they're never going, there's always going to be a seat for someone else to come and sit and, and, and sort of talk to
0: you. I have a question about the sponsorship booths, but I want to uh, get your opinion on this as a speaker, which would you think is more important in air meet backstage or hanging out in the lounge?
1: Ah, uh, great! That, that's 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 another awesome question. Um, I, I feel like that that sort of puts me on the spot a bit. I I would say that it depends on the speaker. Uh, sort of as a, as a way to kind of weasel out of the question. Um, I I think that some speakers will get a lot of uh value out of the backstage because they are they are not there they are not hungry to um to get themselves, you know, like for example, someone that sells um. A learning course online where it's all automated content, they're not going to get much value out of sitting in the back room with the, the, the backstage with the other speakers. They're going to get a ton of value uh, from getting out there on the floor and getting people to their sponsor booth to sign up and to, to buy into their memberships. So yeah. they are going to see the value in the networking side uh, in terms of volume. And that's what you get from the networking piece. Whereas someone that is more Abstract. Um, maybe someone that uh, is is you know already has a team that that gen- that looks after all of their lead gen for that kind of content, and they're looking for um, partners or they're looking people to collaborate with. So, for example, if you're running a podcast, you're not going to get any value out of um, you know you're not going to necessarily get a, a lot of value in finding new new people to talk on that podcast from the networking uh, group, but if you're backstage with six other high profile people, uh, you know, those are the people that you want on your podcast and you have the unique opportunity. You're basically, you're basically forcing them in front of you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like again, if I was, if I was Bill Gates and I'd never met with, you know, Gabby Vaynerchuk, Gary uh, uh, Vaynerchuk, right? If I was in a backstage event with him, I've instantly, we're instantly in each other's laps. There's no other, no other, really excuse other than to talk shop and to see what synergies might exist.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, When I was a speaker uh, backstage in meet, I felt like I was missing out. But when I was a speaker, I didn't know anything about forming partnerships. Right. I just knew I wanted to network with other like-minded people. I know networking is a part of uh, JV Partnerships, but at the time, I didn't know that. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, my other question was about the uh, sponsorship booths. Um, when I went to a sponsorship booth and I clicked the button that says uh, "I'm interested in what you do," yeah, um, they didn't get my email, and I had to wait to for the host to end the event. Okay. And you know, I like the uh, the events to stay open so I can stay in the lounge and chat, but I had to wait to the event to end before that sponsor got my email. And by then, like with us and our event that we were in, I can't remember that event anymore. Right. Um, Do you have any opinion on how to get around that? I mean, I know there's a chat button.
1: Uh, Yeah, again, another another really great question. Um, I would say that when, I'm trying to remember when we had our event, I know that they had only recently opened up the conference side of airmeet so i'm i don't recall whether the event that we did was in was the conference interface or was the just the more generic um event uh, interface but i know that the con they just released a huge rollout uh to improve the way that the sponsorship booth is is works it actually allows you can give you can give your so this is a, this is this is great that uh, this is a two-tiered uh, sort of conversation to have because you can use because uh, I think that you know people that are listening to, to this or people that are watching this um, might be look might be people that are running events but they also might be people that are looking at at uh, at at building the platform to help people run events as well so there, there's a, there's there's value on 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 both sides of of the page right Uh, And that uh, the great thing about what Airmeet has done recently is you can basically customize what the booth looks like. I like that. You know, so you can you can put down you can you can basically add a photograph as your banner and then you can create live panels in that, that, that are either pre-generated, either like looping video content or have clickables, or there's. I saw one guy that did this really clever thing where he sort of added an old school looking analog television set on the, on the corner of his virtual booth. And then Mm -hmm. he had embedded his, his live video sort of into that TV. So it looked like he was talking to you from the television. So you can, you can give, you can give sponsors, access uh, if you, when you when you give someone a sponsorship slot or access within Airmeet they can go in and they can set up their own booth mm-hmm. but then also you can set up the booth for them so that's there there's a value add there you give you give people the control if they want it or you can say oh, to your sponsors for an additional fee you know we'll build the booth for uh, with you over the space of 2 weeks before the event goes live and help you practice Right. That's another awesome thing about our is you can you can create dry run for your sponsors and for your speakers like and give them the, the opportunity to sort of try out navigating the platform, moving back and forth between the backstage and the networking spot. Um, there's a Facebook group that I'm in now. It was originally for people that were members of the Hopin deal on AppSumo. I don't know if there's there's, there's a big brouhaha around this app, uh, this Hopin platform, um, basically where they promised a number of of things as part of a lifetime deal. And then the moment they got super popular, once they dropped off the platform, they became this like corporate level uh, event management system where they were charging people like Microsoft $15,000, $25,000 per event. And they just thought, oh, we don't have to, uh, you know, we don't have to uh, fulfill our promises to our, you know, our initial supporters. So anyway, long story short, they made this Facebook group for people to sort of band together to figure out what they might want to do in terms of asking Hopin to to rescind the, those issues and to and to give them back their access. But now it's become a group for just people to share um, resources about virtual um, virtual networking and 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 that sort of thing. And so that uh, that, that has created this great, uh, uh, opportunity where if I want to test a platform, I can go there. I can, I can post, I can, I can, I can, uh, a bunch of people can DM me with their email addresses, and then I can invite them to a test event. I can fill it with all of these people that are all event management people that want to either test the platform or are happy to help me test the platform. Um, so I get 20, 30 people on there um you know um at any given time throughout the day to sort of help the speakers through the process.
0: Yeah. It gives you an opportunity to uh maybe rent it out or uh use your affiliate link. (laughs) Right right. Exactly. I like that. There's so many ways to upsell an airmeet. I really like that about it.
1: Yeah. And that was one of the things that you and I spoke about, I think when we were in our, in our chat, uh, you know, the, it seems like everybody loves to use the live replay uh, or oh, sorry, the, the recorded replay uh, ability as a way to create extra value in a ticket. Um, and so for example, one smart way that you can, you can look at really leveraging that is, you know, if let's say, for example, you have an event where there's, where there's six speakers, Um, you know, uh, but, but it, it, it basically automatically pulls you out of the, um, it pulls you out of the, uh, the, the, you know, your networking to see the speaker. And then afterwards you can go back to networking. There's often not a lot of value in, in reselling recordings there because everyone that attends is pulled into each session even if they don't want to, they're drag kicking and screaming into each session. Um, so they're sort of forced to, to participate, which means that there's less value in them, in them, you know, uh, purchasing an add-on uh, to sort of get access to the recording. So there's two ways that you can, you can, uh, you can improve that value for your, for your, for your attendees. Uh, one is to do what AirMeet does, which is allowing people like you and me to stay in network the whole time. So then if we want access to the recordings, because we don't we don't see any value in watching someone speak when we could do exactly the same thing an hour, you know, any day after the event and we don't lose any value, right? Uh, we're not interested in necessarily asking questions. We just want to, you know, we can't network after the event on the platform because the event's not live anymore. So, you know, we see the value in the networking, but then we miss out on the speaker content. So by, by not pulling people out of the networking, people might forget that they, when something starts, they might, not, they might decide that they're in a good conversation and they don't wanna, they don't wanna change things. They don't wanna you know, get out of that conversation. But then also the other great way you can do it is you can run simultaneous speakers. So you can have three speaker slots and have three speakers in each speaker slot. So between three and 3.30, there are three people talking and you choose which one you wanna see out of those three people. So you still get uh, agency to decide, oh, this is the person I most wanna talk, most wanna see. Um, but then uh, in each slot, uh, you know, you have three speakers. So you can only see really, if you wanna consume someone's content, um, you're only gonna be able to, even if you do wanna do it live, you're only going to be able to see a maximum of three people out of the nine people, or if you have four people are available.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I was muted. But um when you uh pick your speaker airbeat yet. Hey, welcome back. Hey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I disappeared or you disappeared. In mine I saw you freeze, so I'm not sure what happened. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. This is, the, this is the, the 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 joys of online uh, online uh, events.
0: Woohoo! <laughs> so uh what I was saying, what you were saying about um Picking your speakers and having like multiple at one time. Um, if you integrate Hey Summit with um, Airmeet, it'd be nice to have your speakers do little clips, like one minute clips or less, about why you should watch their um, event. And if you use um, Hey Summit as the landing page to um, Airmeet, you get like uh, you don't have the eight uh, percent fee, something like that. Right,
1: mm-hmm. right, correct. So yeah, so mm-hmm. you can you can use. Um, I mean, I use I use Events Frame uh, as my ticketing tool. <laughs> Uh, and that's something that I always recommend people to try out, to check out as well. They've, they've got a great, uh, they don't charge any, any fees. They're just uh, like any, uh, transaction fees. They're just, a you, you buy, you choose however many people that you want to be able to sell tickets to per month. And that's that what generates your, your cost. So it's something that you can plan for as a monthly, um, expense, as opposed to saying, well, we have no clue what our budget's gonna be like for this event because we have no clue how many people are gonna sign up. Uh, the other thing that I do as well for my events is uh, I, use, um, I use landing pages and I provide my speakers with their own landing page that I host. Um, so let's say for example, if it's you that's, that's doing something at my event, uh, I would give you like for my Pivot Fest event, for example, I would give you like uh, you know, Erica Bates uh, dot pivotfest.com as your landing page, and then I would build a landing page for you uh, that you would provide me with video content with cl- click-throughs, whatever you want, uh, and so I build that out, and I actually, and I use that as an asset to advertise your, um, your involvement in the conference. Uh, and in the upcoming event but then I also shared that link with you and you and it makes a really great reusable asset that you can use if you're sharing to your network because I think that that's a lot of the time you know one of the great ways you can uh, inflate the amount of people that are going to go to your event is to give each of your speakers let's say 20 tickets and say uh, or a, or a coupon code for 100% off 20 tickets and say all right here's a coupon code you, know, you can use this to, to create some buzz around your involvement and your share it on your own networks, but then they still don't have, you know, they, can, they can sort of share a generic link with the URL of the event, but that doesn't really give them you know, the sort of the advantage to share a little bit more about what, what you do as well. So I help basically, I help you build a landing page that then has all the branding built in and makes it really easy for you to share. And also for me, on my end, to be able to track how many tickets you've sold. So that was one of the things I think we identified in our in our chat in the last event that we were in is that depending on your speaker, if they have, a, let's say you have a speaker that wants to charge you, I don't know, $5,000 to speak, you can give them the sponsorship booth for free so that they can, they can sell themselves. But then you can also give them uh, a cut of any tickets that they sell. So the landing page lets you build a unique tracking code uh, that you can use to be able to see how many tickets they sell and then that's that's accessible you even give them access to the analytics on the back end so they don't they don't feel like you're saying oh this is how many tickets you sold you both see it in live in real time to see so there's no you know you're not there's not obfuscating the data or sort of you know, them not maybe trusting how many tickets they think they might have sold. You both see that information uh, in real time. And, uh, and I think that that's, that's again, that it's all about when you're creating an event and you're on, you're involving attendees and speakers um, you want to create a community vibe. Uh, You, I love giving my speakers uh, the ability and the opportunity to help me craft the event. So, uh, for example, I was, I think I was saying to you, I don't remember it was in this event or, or uh, sorry, in this chat or just in the preamble, but uh, what we were originally looking at doing 45 minute slots uh, per speaker with 10 to 15 minutes of, um, uh, 10 to 15 minutes of, of questions afterwards. But instead, uh, one of our other speakers said, don't do 45 minutes. People aren't gonna watch for that long uh, instead, give just do twenty minute slots. Then people will watch the whole thing, and so we immediately, I uh, you know, we we saw uh, the value in that, uh, and and instantly sort of pivoted to, uh, to to that new to that new way of of, of running the event. So uh, that if you're doing that, that kind of involves your your speakers as partners.
0: I like that you gave me uh, a lot more ideas of how I can uh, use Hey Summit with AirMeet now. Right. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be really great. Um, So when is your event for a pivot? Uh, Yeah, it's on, uh, it's March
1: 31st uh, in the afternoon from uh, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. So um, I'm happy to share, uh, I guess, once this, once this is, once I'm able to engage with the with this post on Facebook, I'll sort of, I can post some links. I can see if I can post that. We've got an early bird on right now, uh, where if you buy one ticket, uh, you get a second ticket completely free. That's nice. Uh, So that's what we wanted. We wanted to be able to, we wanted to give people access to be able to immediately get uh, access to join in um, and then also bring a friend, right? Because, you know, then you can bring, you can even bring a, a team member, but you can also bring someone else you think might have some value. Uh, in it uh, so right now our early bird is uh, is nine dollars uh, Canadian so you know and that gives you two tickets so
0: that's nice yeah
1: yeah yeah and and so so full ticket price is 25 Canadian uh, and that gives and so uh, but if for whatever reason the early birds end up selling out for whatever reason and you're still looking for uh, a bit of a discount uh, just toss me a message or email me um john at pivotfest.com j-o-n at pivotfest.com and i'm happy to try and see if i can sort out some discounts for people who are watching this and interested in attending so
0: that's really nice because me hanging out with you in the air meat lounge i already knew that you were brilliant and you had generous information share so giving this away for nine dollars that's that's amazing
1: <laughs> yeah we, we want to be able to, we want to be able to, to sort of, um, share, um, uh, or, or balance, um, people that are inspirational speakers with messages of hope. Uh, so people that are just looking to sort of get inspired can just listen to all of our inspirational speakers, but then there'll also be workshops being offered by a number of people. Uh, and the are, these are, what's great about running your own event is that you get to in, you get to involve the people that you, that you're most passionate about sharing with the world, you know, like uh, as much as it's great to, you know, to be at potentially at that level, like I said, where you can hire uh, or 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 get the interest of someone like Gary Vaynerchuk or or or, or uh, Bill Gates to come and talk, and that that immediately creates a ton of value. When you're running a small event and you're only charging a few bucks to to to, to sort of cover your costs, really, um, you know, you can involve people that are really hungry and people that are, um, you know. Uh, growing at the same rate as you are and you'll and you'll end up giving your uh, attendees a real opportunity to network with these people one-on-one right and that's how network how something like AirMeet provides that functionality so
0: what I like about um the bring a friend i've heard that uh clubhouse got their momentum by saying um it's exclusive and you're only allowed to invite so many right. people at a time so it's right. that word of mouth uh advertising that i really like so that yeah. bring a friend thing that's genius yes.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing clubhouse being on both platforms right now it's it's uh it's apple only uh and i'm an android guy through and through um i have an ipad Um, so I was able to use that to sort of, uh, build my, you know, to, to book my username and to do all that kind of extra stuff. Um, but unfortunately the platform isn't even optimized for iPad for iOS either. So you get this huge, uh, you know, inflated image, low resolution, because it's not, it's not a, it's not a responsive app. It's a, it's a basically a phone app that it just blows it up uh, in terms of the visuals. So I'm looking forward to it being on other platforms. I I really am not a big, I really hate that kind of like, you know, iOS exclusivity. And I know that Apple's been doing it for years, you know, they're think different and, you know, uh, people love Apple because they love sort of being Apple fanboys, which is fine. Uh, I I worked for Apple for a number of years and I was a big Apple guy for a long time as well. So I I understand what it's like, uh, but I am, I am. I am a full convert to Android now, and uh, me too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I. I always say that Android is for people that are really looking to customize their experience with their mobile, rather than sort of everyone's home screen looking the same. Um, there's a bit of a learning curve to really maximizing uh, Android, but anyway, I don't. I, I. I. Mobile is something I'm very. I'm very interested. In, but that's sort of one of my hobbies. So it's something that I can talk about for a very long time. And part of the services that I offer is, is making sure that when people are, you know, when, I, when I'm helping people prioritize and reevaluate the SaaS products that they're using now to sort of automate their processes, figuring out how they can use mobile to further increase that automation or figuring out a way that they can use mobile to stay in touch with their team uh, throughout the day uh is is sort of part and parcel with with everything that I do it's always alongside all the dis- desktop tools and stuff because we're just, we're on our phones so much you know
0: you know uh, um airmeet says that it's not a a, a mobile app yet right. but i find it works just fine as long as you're on chrome yep yep and
1: and i think that that's it's one of those things where again people that are on apple Um, are often just using Safari by default. They don't really know the difference between Safari and Chrome as a browser. They just see it as internet. And it's the same thing with people on Android. You know, people that use Samsung, uh, they're not going to use Chrome because their phone comes with something called internet, which is Samsung's browser. And it's sort of part of Samsung's cloud sign-in that they sort of, you know, push you into so that you're using that as opposed to Google tools. And so... That can actually be detrimental. Uh, I did an event for the Canadian government in, in September last year. And one of the things that we struggled with was all these people were, were visiting uh, the event on their mobile phone and they weren't using the Zoom, we were using Zoom uh, webinar and they weren't using the Zoom app. They were attending through the, through the Zoom web app. And that was breaking, that didn't allow the host to force the view Uh, that everyone should have consumed so they weren't getting the closed captioning that we were providing, they weren't getting any of the value that we had painstakingly spent a lot of money investing in that infrastructure so that people would get the captioning and people would get the translation, the, the simultaneous audio translation streams, and they were complaining in the chat saying, you know, XYZ, we can't access this they had, been a, 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 they had been emailed ahead of time. They had been informed that they had to use the web client. They were even handheld through updating their, their clients so that they weren't, they weren't affected by the, uh, the bug that was unfortunately rampant when we were running our event. So I think that's a message to take, to take on as well, is that no matter how much prep you do, uh, and no matter how much time you spend in trying to get the speakers involved in learning how the platform works ahead of schedule, there's always gonna be that person that thinks, oh, I know what I'm doing. And then they're the one who you can't hear them. Their audio is not working They I haven't updated Zoom like they were. So you have to really um, appeal to the lowest common denominator. You have to, you have to provide a very simple a uh, cohesive homogenous experience to the every man or the every person i think i should say uh the every person who's going to attend your event you can uh, you can add spring, uh, cupcake sprinkles in this networking event in this networking ab- availability or other tools that are adjacent to provide added value to people that are savvy and will see the value in it but that can't be what you use to uh, to, to advertise to everybody. You need to have a really cohesive, um, valuable uh, ex- uh, event experience for the traditional attendee that just wants to sign in, click on seeing Gary Vaynerchuk, see their half hour chat, hope that they can ask him a question and sort of have, you know, send their hand up and, and you know, say, hey Gary, longtime fan sort of thing. And, and you know, interact with the celebrities, so to speak. And that's what they want and that's fine. So you have to cater to that. At the base, you can't add all these bells and whistles as sort of mandatory. They have to be uh, people. They have to be tools that people can engage with if they, uh, you know, op- optional, right?
0: So in App Sumo right now, there is a warm welcome and quick pages, and yep. I really have considered using those to um, not only say welcome to the event but to do a walkthrough of how to use uh zoom or air meter or hey summit something like that to uh tell them where to go but maybe um i went to an event where there was a um a check-in a two-day check-in from 11 to 7 11 a.m to 7 p.m yep. and uh what you do is you go into a room and they ask you if you know how to use stuff and if you don't know how to use it they um they show you how and I thought that was pretty neat and I thought that was something I would uh, incorporate for another event of mine.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's the great part about um, about uh, Air Meet is that you can have uh, they, they their events are not uh, di- are not sort of um, limited around how much and how long your events are. They're only based around how many attendees you have. Uh, and, and, and that's it. That's that, that's their, that's sort of the way that they operate. So you can have, um, you know, you can have, ha- have people stay on, stay on an event for five days. You know, the events a five day long event, they sign up, you know, you could be live streaming for eight hours a day for five days in a row, and you're not paying anything more than you would be for doing it for one hour. So. Yeah.
0: Another nice thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, John, we have to wrap up because I know you got another uh, interview you have to do. I do, yeah. <laughs> but I do appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, th- and thanks, like I said, pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to engage with listeners and to people that are interested in learning a bit more about this stuff. I have, I have a lot of, of uh, I have a, a number of, you know, free slots of people, uh, free services that people can engage with me, uh, a half hour exploratory chats to learn a bit more about how there might be synergy and what they're doing and what i do so there's no risk people want to just you know connect with me on linkedin and then send me a request they can book a slot to to learn more about what i do and how i might be able to help them so yeah
0: i suspect a lot of people are going to be interested in that uh landing page slash speaker page because right. that was brilliant
1: <laughs> okay great and i've got right. and i've got some platforms that i can that i can suggest to drive that stuff too so happy to happy to help
0: all right. Well, um, please put uh, in the um, in Facebook yep. um, the the Pivot Fest uh, details. Yep.
1: Sure, happy to. Okay, great.
0: Thank you for your time, John.
1: Thanks, Erica. Talk to you
0: soon. We have stopped streaming on uh, Facebook and.